to make impossible things happen, we have to shift our way of being. We have to be our most fully expressed self around that thing that we want. We have to be the version of self who has it now, regardless of circumstances. That is a big, loud, loud declaration, stance of honesty, act of honesty, fullest expression. So what needs to happen for you to move towards that? Hey friends, welcome back to the Make It Inevitable podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Zamora, and today I want to talk about the power and importance of valuing honesty over comfort. This is a hard one for a lot of people, even people who really truly believe that they value honesty and truth and transparency. And that is because we as humans are often driven by our subconscious, which deeply prioritizes comfort. Meaning we don't want to get into tiffs with our friends and family. We don't want to disrupt the peace because we might get kicked out from the community, from the cave and be on our own. And that's not safe. So there are also a lot of personality types, certain personality types, if you're familiar with the Enneagram, that value comfort, avoiding conflict, people pleasing, meaning taking care of others over themselves first, as a way to stay safe, to get love and belonging. So if this any of this resonates with you, please give yourself grace. This is a very human experience to navigate through. The Desire to be comfortable, to feel safe, to not disrupt the peace, to not upset or hurt the people around us, often at our own expense. But if you have been listening to this show, if you have been in my world for any amount of time, you know that a lot of what we talk about here is about living our fullest expression, being who we're here to be, doing the work that we are here to do, and contributing to the world in the way that only we can. Living our fullest expression is the biggest, loudest, most important act of honesty that we will ever do in our lives. You can't live your fullest expression without honesty, without truth, without transparency. And I personally know many different people who I love dearly, who are amazing humans, who struggle with valuing honesty over comfort, over not disrupting the peace, over not potentially hurting other people's feelings, and especially, especially over the possibility of rejection, abandonment, and loss. And this is a big one for people in every aspect of the work of healing and growing and living our purpose, our fullest expression and making impossible things happen. I have heard from many people over the years that they are afraid to dig deeper into this work because they are terrified of what and who they might lose by doing it. And that's a valid fear. That's a valid concern. And you can't Avoid living your fullest expression. You can't withhold your truth. You can't value comfort over honesty and live your fullest expression. And doing so is a disservice not only to yourself, but to the people around you. So yes, 
doing the work of stepping into your fullest expression and creating a fully aligned life, going after your big, wild, crazy, terrifying, seemingly impossible desires and goals can include, can create, can prompt, can cause loss, rejection, abandonment. If those three things scare you to death, there's work to be done. There are things to be healed. And I say that with all the love in the world because I completely understand. And this is a very, very deeply rooted human set of fears. We talk about this off and on throughout the show because we talk a lot about the subconscious. The subconscious values the known and familiar because it knows it can keep us safe. Safe to the subconscious means alive. So anything new and different is certain death to the subconscious because it doesn't know that we can survive it. And deeply rooted in our human brains, in our cellular memory, is the reality that being ostracized from the tribe, being kicked out of the community, being banned from the cave, from the group, that meant certain death. That meant you were out in the elements alone, that you could be eaten by a saber-toothed tiger, that nobody would be there to help you if you were wounded or sick. It was a real threat. And so that's deeply ingrained in us. And even now, this day and age, even though we don't have to worry about those same things, we still need other people to survive. So it is a deep-rooted human fear to face loss of others, rejection by others, abandonment by others. That, to our the oldest part of our brains and our subconscious means, we're going to die. We can't survive. We're not okay. Add to that the stories that we tell about that as we've evolved as humans, as we've deepened into core wounding and all of the beliefs that we have and the worldviews that we hold that being rejected or abandoned means that we're unlovable, we're unworthy. Something's wrong with us. There is a lot of fear and terror that comes with the idea of loss, especially loss of other people, loss of our communities, loss of our job, loss of our sense of security, the known and familiar. So a lot of people won't do this work, any part of it, because they're terrified of what they might lose. And I never sugarcoat this work. I have weathered a lot of losses. I have weathered rejection and abandonment by doing this work, by stepping more deeply into my fullest expression. And I wouldn't change it for anything. Because even though we do lose people, communities, things, experiences, opportunities, jobs, as we step more fully into our fullest expression, as we start to walk down a path towards our most aligned life, doing our work in the world, contributing in the way that only we can, we lose people and things. That creates space for the right people, things, opportunities to come in. That doesn't mean it happens instantly. That doesn't mean that there isn't a period of isolation, of sadness, loneliness. But the belief that if everything known and familiar falls away, there will be nothing more. Life will cease to go on. Nobody will ever fill those voids. Nothing will ever come along again. There will never be another opportunity. It's not true. It's a story. And it's a story rooted in our deeper fears, our deeper human fears, our deeper subconscious fears. 
if that paralyzes you, that idea of loss, rejection, and abandonment, which it does for a lot of people, you are not alone. There is something there to be processed, worked with, healed, and cleared on a cellular level in your nervous system. Repatterning that needs to happen on a deeper subconscious level. That's it. It doesn't mean that you're too scared, that you're not capable, that you'll never be brave enough to take a step forward and do this work. It just means there's really deep rooted traumas and beliefs and stories that need love and care and tending to, that need an avenue for processing, for clearing, for moving them out so that you can have more space and leverage in your being to then take these actions. And whether any potential losses, rejection, abandonment, periods of isolation, loneliness, so that you can get into deeper alignment. And when we get into deeper alignment in ourselves, we align with more of the right people and experiences. It's inevitable. By creating space, by shaking free what's not, who's not for us, there is now space for what and who is to come in. Because those right people, those right opportunities, that right lifestyle, whatever it is, is orbiting around you already. It exists already, but it can't come in because there's no room for it. Because rather than taking the ultimate act and stance of honesty and living your fullest expression, you are shrinking or contorting yourself. You are continuing in old ways of being that aren't aligned for you to keep the peace where you are with who's in your life, with what's in your life. We have to value honesty far more highly than we value comfort. And the thing about this that is very difficult to understand when you're at the beginning side of it is that in valuing honesty over comfort, you will actually ultimately find more comfort. You will get more comfortable in yourself, in your skin, in your life, in your choices, in your beliefs, in your ways of being and what you create and who you be in the world, what you do. And you will find so much more comfort with the people and communities and experiences that come in in place of what you may lose. And or... A lot of times, surprisingly at times, people and experiences and communities evolve with us. In order for that to happen, it requires our honesty. We have to value our honesty, our truth, our fullest expression, our purpose, our most aligned life more highly than the comfort of nothing changing. The perceived comfort of everything staying exactly as it is. Because yes, if you are honest and you show up in your fullest expression, you may lose people and things. And that will be deeply and wildly painful and uncomfortable until it's not. And I have had many iterations of this in my life, many seasons of stepping more deeply into my truth, into my fullest expression, my purpose, of speaking more honestly, being more transparent about how I feel and what I believe and who I'm here to be, what's right and wrong for me, what's true for me, what I feel, what I want, what I need. And as I deepen into that, every time people fall away, mostly people 
who came into my life when I was more deeply rooted in my winning strategy. A strategy that told me I had to be what everyone wanted and needed to be the best version of that that I could be, better, more impeccably, faster, more uniquely than anyone else, so that I could be chosen, so I could feel special and adored and saved and loved. And so as I stepped outside of my winning strategy, and if you're not familiar with the winning strategy, I talk about this a lot on the show. There's a whole episode dedicated to subconscious winning strategies. We will link to that in the show notes. Please take the time to listen to and work through that. Uncover yours and start doing the work to step outside of it. So as I stepped out of my winning strategy, all of the relationships that were formed from it fell away one by one. Some of them that felt good, there was relief, and a lot of them there was sadness, there was tension. There was at times drama. Hurtful things were said. I felt rejected, I felt abandoned, I felt and was at times abused. There was toxicity. It wasn't seamless. It wasn't easy. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't magical and inspiring. And I would do it all over again. And I will continue to deepen into my truth and allow for people and things to fall away as I do. Because what I know is that in the space that those people and things leave behind, as uncomfortable as that is at first, as scary and hard and heartbreaking as it can be, better, more aligned people and things come in. Every single time. Every single time. And I remember in 2014, every year I choose a guiding word, or I should say it chooses me around my birthday in November, a word that serves as a theme for the year to come. And I never know exactly what that will mean. Sometimes it's very literal of how I'll organize myself and where my focus will be and what will happen. And other times it's something that I have to work through to get to. In 2014, the word truth dropped in. Truth was my word for that year. So birthday of 2013, it came in and it was my focal point, my guiding word, my guiding theme for the year. And I was already pretty dang honest with myself and other people. But I knew that I had to deepen into that and that it was more than just speaking my truth. It was also living my truth, living a life that was more aligned for me building a business that was more aligned for me and where I wanted to be. And so I would have to sit and repeat truth, truth, truth to myself before going into a meeting, before talking to my then boyfriend, before doing big, scary things, because it was terrifying. And I knew that I was putting myself in a position to be judged, rejected, abandoned, to experience loss, and to potentially hurt others, not maliciously, but to hurt them. For example, ending my relationship that year, mustering up the courage to speak my truth and say, this doesn't feel right for me. This is a no for me. Knowing that that was going to hurt the person that I was with. Going into uh, that year, I, I took a job temporarily at a startup company where I learned a lot about development. I worked with a lot of really brilliant marketers and front-end engineers and took that job to really refocus things in my business. And I remember walking into the office of the CEO, muttering truth, truth, truth to myself, and 
having to say, I can't work here anymore unless I can work from home. I had to speak what was true. I was unwilling to commute anymore. I was unwilling to have a work experience that was taxing and draining to me and stole my time in certain ways. I had to live that truth. And to live that truth, I had to speak it. I had to have a hard and scary conversation. I had to negotiate something that I could have been laughed out of the room over, could have been fired over, could have any number of things could have happened that wouldn't have felt good or comfortable. The conversation itself was uncomfortable for me. I was used to being what everyone wanted and needed from me, doing things the way that they wanted so that it was wonderful for them. So to walk into that office and say, here's the deal, here's what I want to do, otherwise I need to leave, was scary and uncomfortable. But I valued honesty and truth and alignment more highly. And not only did I get the green light to work from home, but it completely shifted the company culture to a startup culture where anyone could work from home, whatever hours they wanted. And had it gone poorly, had I gotten fired, had I felt abused or made to feel stupid, I would have survived it. And I would have been okay because at least I spoke my truth. It's very easy to say, well, you don't understand. It's much more difficult in my situation. That may be true. Your circumstances may be different. It may be circumstantially, logistically more difficult to speak and live your truth. You still have to value honesty over comfort. That doesn't mean you're giving ultimatums and you're quitting your job and you're ending a relationship left and right. It might. It might look like easing into your truth, setting more boundaries, showing up more fully expressed within the containers that you have to be inside of, negotiating for certain things. And if those can't be negotiated, starting the process of moving in a different direction. There is no one right way to live your truth. There is only knowing it, speaking it so that you can live it and trusting that you can navigate through the consequences. And consequences is a triggering word. I used to think that consequences only meant bad things. I was being punished. Consequences are simply things that happen as a result of other things happening. That's it. So a consequence can be expansive. The consequence of me having that conversation with my boss at the time was the way that I work and the way that the company work shifted. Things changed. The consequence also could have been I got fired. I was ridiculed. You have to be willing to navigate the consequences. Whatever happens, you have to trust yourself and have your own back. And this can take a lot of inner healing work. A lot of inner alignment work to even know in the first place what's true for you, what you want, what you need to be honest about. And trusting that on the other side of the discomfort of having the conversation, speaking your truth, living your truth, weathering whatever abandonment, rejection, ridicule, loss happens, there will actually be more comfort because more aligned things will come in. But if you're telling stories about this, if you're making it wrong that you spoke your truth, for example, if you're telling a story that says, whenever I speak my truth, bad things happen, that's not going to support you in living your fullest expression. 
To make impossible things happen, we have to shift our way of being. We have to be our most fully expressed self around that thing that we want. We have to be the version of self who has it now, regardless of circumstances. That is a big, loud, loud declaration, stance of honesty, act of honesty, fullest expression. So what needs to happen for you to move towards that? What conversations need to be had? And if you have no idea, where do you need to be honest with yourself? Even if that's deeply uncomfortable to admit, I have been in the wrong profession for a decade. I am not in love with my partner anymore. I do not want this home in this part of the country. I don't want children. I don't want to work for myself anymore. I want to do this instead. Even being honest with ourselves can be deeply uncomfortable because now we're aware of what's not aligned. And that means that we either have to be uncomfortable continuing to live that lie, that misalignment, or we have to do the uncomfortable things that move us towards having what is aligned, being who we're here to be. You have to value honesty over comfort, and I understand that that feels impossible in and of itself at a lot of times, in a lot of circumstances, with a lot of people. Honesty. Full expression and alignment with your truth, your purpose. You have to value that first. And here's the thing for those of you who are so worried about, scared of hurting the people that you love. Your act of honesty your act of full expression and full alignment is an act of love and consideration for everyone around you. Because if you're not living your fullest expression, what are you living? You're living in smallness. You're living unhappily. You might even be living a lie. That is not loving to anyone around you. It is not loving to withhold things. It is not loving to live a lie. It is not loving to settle because you're scared to hurt someone by telling them that you don't want what they want. It's not loving to stay in a job that you hate and do a bad job just to get through the day and not have to deal with letting your boss or your clients down. That's not loving. That's not caring. We don't don't do things that aren't in integrity in favor of living our fullest expression in living honestly and authentically. We're not malicious. We're not inconsiderate. That doesn't mean that we don't sometimes leave people hanging, that we don't back out of things that are deeply misaligned, that we don't change our minds, change the plan, inconvenience people. It's about the intention. It's about discerning what's right and when we need to do what's right. And what's right for us is right for other people, even if it doesn't feel that way to them. I think about my first long-term relationship that I ended in my early 20s and how he called me selfish because he didn't want the breakup. But I learned over time that the most loving thing that I can do for other people is be honest. And I do it as gracefully as I can, as lovingly and intentionally as I can, as clearly and cleanly as I can. And even if it hurts them and it's not what they want, it is an act of love. Because I'm being 
honest. I'm not lying. I'm not withholding. I'm not shrinking. I'm not settling. How would you feel if someone you were with told you later on, you know what, this whole time I haven't wanted to be with you. I just stayed with you because I didn't want to hurt you. That would hurt a lot more. That would feel a lot worse than earlier on being told, you're wonderful, but this isn't for me. Both hurt. One's clean, one's not. It is not an act of love to withhold. It is an act of fear, an act of smallness, an act of inauthenticity. So notice how you justify valuing comfort or other people's feelings over your truth. It's not the act of love that we make it out to be. What is the most loving and honest thing that you can do right now? That might just be getting honest with yourself, giving yourself that permission to admit what's not aligned for you, where you're settling, where you're saying yes when really it's a no, and allowing that to just be true, to just be present with you. And then taking steps slowly and intentionally from there, whatever pace feels right for you. Honesty over comfort. You might lose people. If you lose people, if you lose opportunities and things by being your fullest expression, by living your truth, by being honest, they weren't for you. And it is the best thing for you both. That doesn't mean that it won't hurt. That doesn't mean that it won't be hard or scary or isolating, deeply uncomfortable. And that will lead you towards more comfort, more joy, more alignment, more peace, more fulfillment, more of your fullest expression. So just check in with yourself. I know this can be a touchy topic. It can be a hard one, especially to reconcile within ourselves. Where aren't you being honest Where are you valuing comfort over honesty, either your own or other people's? Where are you calling it an act of love to deny your own truth, to shrink yourself, to play smaller, to settle for something that's not right for you because that seems easier than telling the truth? What's the first step that you can take towards living honestly, living fully expressed? It does not have to be a big one. It does not have to be an external one. But what is the step that you can take forward? If you need support, if you're really struggling with discerning what's right and true for you, please check the show notes for resources. Actualize is an incredible program for coming into deeper alignment with yourself and your purpose. You can get instant access to that. You can start working towards that right now. That's a great first step. If you're not sure what it is that's true for you, what it means for you to live your fullest expression, to live in full alignment. You have to do that inner work first. And if you're really struggling with fear of showing up honestly, speaking your truth, you might just need process work, repatterning of the subconscious with acupressure. You might just need support. That's it. If you need support, I would love to help you. Please check the show notes and I will be back soon with another episode. Thank you so much for joining me today and being a part of our incredible community of purpose-driven individuals. If you are ready to put these teachings into practice in your own life, head on over to www.stephaniezamora.com podcast, where you'll get access to our collection of actionable and easy to implement workbooks. 
That includes our renowned methodology for making the impossible inevitable that's helped hundreds of individuals worldwide get into motion on their most important goals. Plus, our comprehensive guide to stopping self-sabotage and navigating the terror barrier with more grace and ease. We'd love your help in getting the message out and growing our community, so please take a moment to share this episode, subscribe to the podcast, and leave us a review on iTunes. I'll catch you in the next episode.